ready? Are we ready to, are we actually ready for this? <laughs> We've taken a little bit of time off, haven't we? Yeah, it's been, it's been a rough couple of weeks. So. It has been a rough couple yeah. of weeks. So, yeah, we've taken a little bit of time off. And if I'm really honest, you had to kind of, you had to kind of ask me a couple of times before I was completely ready yeah. to sit down. And it's just been a lot. I know. And I think what's interesting is I've found that we haven't really had the capacity for too much conversation, not just on podcasts. No, we haven't. Uh-uh. In general, it's more we say or ask or talk the necessary things as we've been right. working through these last couple of weeks and not really diving into anything that takes much energy or much space from us. Right. So, yeah. So before we get into that much, because we're going to... Yeah, we're gonna talk a little bit about it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but I, uh, I, I have a, some very healthy pores here right <laughs> yes, now. Yes, you do. I noticed that. <laughs> Especially mine, because well, we're you know technically we're both drinking wine. I'm just drinking brandy wine. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a little yeah. stronger alcohol content. Yeah. And you are drinking. I am drinking my favorite rosé. I've yeah. had it on here before, but it is. It is cool. It's been a hot week here in Spokane, so yeah, um, a cold drink, but something I don't know. That's the Mary Hill Rosé. It's yeah. the only Rosé that you like. I know. I tried another one. I think it was actually a. I think what it was was um, a, a Syrah Rosé that we tried. I forgot to look at the bottle, but I think that's why we picked it up because it was something unique and different than what we had. I have. don't remember. I don't remember. And uh, it was. Is that not, a thing? I. I'm just like, it's coming to my brain right now. Like maybe that's why I mean, we picked it. I don't want to be like, I think that's why we, but <laughs> I was willing to try another rosé because it was a Syrah rosé. Yeah. And it wasn't good. No, no. Well, I didn't, okay. So I here's the thing. It. You have not tried any other rosé oh, that you have yeah, liked. Not that I've liked, you know. And when we very first bought a bottle of the Mary Hill rosé, they said, it's not like any rose that you've ever had before. Right. So, <laughs> so I don't think I actually like rose. I don't rose. think you like rose. I, I like think you like Mary Hill's rose. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I'm very I'm very yeah. specific. So it's not very sweet. It's not a sweet rose. That yours? Well, Mary Hills? I don't not like um Yes other. it is. Do you think it is? Yeah, compared to other roses, that's mm. what <laughs> Yes it is. Mm, I don't know. Okay, <laughs> I don't have capacity for that. Right now. <laughs> Sorry, I corrected. I should have. Maybe it, maybe it doesn't taste sweet to you. I don't know why I'm I saying that. Like, maybe it, it is sweet. It doesn't taste sweet know. to you. <laughs> I don't know anymore. I, yeah. It, yeah. That's been, some, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's some, you know, man bullshit right there trying to tell you what you can taste. <laughs> <laughs> no. But the nice thing is, neither one of us have ice in here. So for those listeners who are really. Those annoyed, people who have an issue with the clinking of ice. Yeah. You there is no today. ice. Yeah. No. But I did forget to do my nose squirts. So I'm. Uh, <laughs> nose squirts. <laughs> right. So I'm all like stuffy and all yeah. that. Because that's just. But this is normal me. This is how I. This is how I sound all the time. <laughs> Other than when I, you know, do my nose squirts and clear my sinuses up for okay. podcast recordings. <laughs> so can I, can I tell yes. an embarrassing yeah. story? <laughs> First of all, cheers. cheers. I'm going to take a drink of this brandy wine. Oh, yeah. Okay. I'll do the same. 
<laughs> yeah, that's nice. That's nice. Yeah, it is nice. Yeah. Okay. Please so, continue with your embarrassing story of so, me. <laughs> <laughs> it's a. Uh, it's been, um, you know, when you're under a, a lot of uh, anxiety or stress, you're right. for at least for me. I won't speak for anyone else. Things come out in my dreams. Like I am, I am very, um, like deeply connected in my dreams as far as what what's going on in life. In fact, I'm one of those people who, what is that movie? Um, the dream movie. Um, the dream movie. Oh. Uh, Nightmare on Elm Street? No. <laughs> oh my gosh. But, I mean, that is the dream uh, movie. I want to say inner something. It's inner something. Where they go dream. Oh. Of dreams. Uh, um, gosh, I can't yes. think of it all of a sudden. Uh, it was in my brain a second ago. Yes. I, it's coming. I, I, I can see the movie cover. Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah. Yeah, it, it and I'm um, just blanking on it. I can't. Anyway, it'll come to me. Somebody at some is point. screaming at the speaker right, right now. <laughs> well, while you're talking later in this episode, I'm gonna remember it. I'm just gonna. Say you're just it. gonna blurt it yeah. out. Yeah. Anyway, um, Jesus, that is like that's hurting my brain to right think now. Of that. Yeah. That I can't think of it. Anyway, so I I have those <laughs> kinds of dreams where I have dreams within dreams within dreams. So right. I I think I'm waking up from one dream. And I think I'm completely aware. And then I realize I'm waking up out of that dream. Like I have that happening. Right. But I can also manipulate my dreams. So I can make things happen in my dreams while I'm doing it. It's not just a like a reactionary, like I'm watching a movie. You can actually control your yes. dreams is yes. what you're saying. Yes. And um, so they do studies on people like this. So... If somebody wants to do a study on me, <laughs> I would be happy to. Right. I would love to have my dreams interpreted. I think it would freak most people out. But anyway, my my whole story really wasn't that. It was that I'm having one of these dreams. And, and lately, you know, people are posting a lot of pictures of snakes. And oh, right. It's Inception, by the way. Inception. You looked it up. I did. Okay, <laughs> you know what? I, I had, because there's... Inner... inner no, 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 no. I had Insidious, and I couldn't get mm. Insidious out of my mind, and which I know is a horror movie. I knew it. I knew it was the wrong movie, but I could not come up with Inception because I could not get Insidious yeah. out of my mind. Yeah. Anyway, please continue with controlling your dreams and dreaming about snakes. Yes. So I'm having this dream about a snake, and I often have dreams about snakes um, when my anxiety is really high, but they usually are. They usually bite me in my dreams, and. Um, so, oh, it doesn't stop right before they bite you? No. Like you no. actually get bit. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, so you and I have been out in the R-Pod staying because we didn't know when Kaylee was coming home. And while she was here. That's she part would, of what we're going to be yes, talking about she today. was staying in yeah. our room. So we moved out right. to the R-Pod, which, right. you know, we like it. You know, we like the trailer. So anyway, um, so you're already just a little bit like out of your normal surroundings while you're sleeping. Right. And so I'm having this dream about this snake biting me. And as it's coming towards me, it starts growling at me. <laughs> and I'm like, what the fuck? It is, it's growling now. Like I've morphed animals together in this yeah. somehow. Yeah. And it, that part woke me up. It was like a little jolting. 
And um, and I think I sat straight up, and I realized the growling was your snoring. <laughs> <laughs> and you had one of those big. <laughs> oh, that, now that's going too far. <laughs> no, you just went too far now. <laughs> so, Tell people that I snore is one thing. Doing that was <laughs> took it to a different <laughs> level. <laughs> anyway, oh yes, yeah. I have horrible sleep apnea, so it's. <laughs> Yeah. So anyway, yeah, it was, it's, it's been a wild week. <laughs> yeah. You know, it, it truly has been. Yeah. Now I wanted to, there's one other thing that I wanted to, to kind of talk about. And we have been making some of the most amazing meals. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. And not from HelloFresh. Cause we, we haven't, we, we stopped HelloFresh a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. like two weeks ago now. Cause you found this amazing app and yeah. started grocery yeah. shopping. Yeah. If anybody wants to check this app out, it's, it's very cool. It's called Meal Lime, but it's all one word. So M-E-A-L-I-M-E. I think it's just like that Meal Lime. Um, so, but what you do with it is you just go through and, oh, that's weird. Is it a spider? My mic is flashing at me. Okay, hang on one second. Oh, and there's Asher. <laughs> there's Asher. <laughs> it's like flashing at me. That's weird. It's, it seems to still be, you know, recording, recording? me. So, yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> and Asher. <laughs> do you, do you want to push pause and figure out your mic? I, hang on. Yes, we'll pause. Hang on. <laughs> All right, we're back. Evidently, the flashing of my mic is not hurting the recording at all. So, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. So back to meal lime again. Um, So you go through and you find what you want to eat for dinner. Like you create a meal plan, and you so you just pick out these different. They have hundreds of meals on here, Um, and then you hit the button that says you know create your meal plan, and it gives you like you know your five or six meals for the week. And then it says shop now. And so you click on that and it sends it all over to our grocery store online and then creates a shopping pickup order. And then I pay for it, schedule it. And then I take 15 minutes and go pick it up. And then I come back and start making meals. (laughs) It's the most amazing fucking thing ever. And the meals have been awesome. Yeah. Like last night we had had a Greek week. Yeah, we had like, uh, you know, Greek chicken kebabs with uh, um, tzatziki sauce. And I don't know if I said that right or not, but and like Greek salad, you know, we've, you know, tonight we're having falafel patties and you know, yeah, stuff, stuff we, we yeah. haven't tried before. And, yeah. Um, it's been a lot of Mediterranean food because yeah. we're kind of into that right now. Yeah. And uh, but we're making like these. Oh, a lot of Italian food, too. We've done yeah. a lot of Italian food. We did. Um, you know, oh, like, that one was so good. yeah, chicken with, um, Parmesan and bruschetta. Yeah. It was yeah. just like mm. so good, but, uh, but this is, I mean, it's been like this, ama- like I really enjoy cooking these meals. Yeah. Well, and um, of course we get Asher cook, cook yeah. with us. <laughs> Everything is cook, 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 cook. And you know, he w- thinks he wants to cook all the time yeah. now, as which is like, get it's not time work, to cook yet. He's at the top of the stairs and he's like. Yeah. Mama, cook, cook. <laughs> and he goes and he grabs our aprons for us. Yep. We have and aprons that we, that we got just for cooking with him. Yeah. 
So yeah. he has his apron and he brings me mine and he takes you yours yeah. and then he has to put his, it's like this whole ritual now. It's his favorite thing to do. Yeah. Seriously. And we love it too. It's hard if we to do. You know, <laughs> we take a little there longer. Are, there are times when you're just like, dude, stop touching shit. <laughs> you <know>? <laughs> <laughs> Get your spoon out of that. And don't pick up the butcher knife. You know? Oh, he's just at that height where he just, he can't see what's up there. He just can reach up and grab whatever is close. Off the counter. And so we've learned really quick this Turn week. Turn around one time, he had my cleaver. <sighs> He that, and the so thing is so sharp too. And I'm like, ah! <laughs> <You know? laughs> one time yeah. he was like, you know, pulling a Chucky move and was trying to stab you in the back with scissors, it, you know, like food scissors. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. The, the meat shears, I guess you call them. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but, so anyway, but that has been a blast. Yeah. We have absolutely loved doing that together. Yeah. So yeah. we just, we have a good time just cooking stuff. So, yeah. um, so yeah. But uh, if anybody wants to check that out, again, it's meal lime. And if you like struggle with, you know, food prep, this isn't a commercial. This is just, I, I just yeah, like it that it just, much. It was kind of a game changer because yeah. now we're only buying exactly what we need for our Our meal. grocery bill has gone down. I would say it has been cut by two thirds. I'm not wow. kidding you. I, I think we pay a third of what we used to weekly for with groceries. With no now. food waste. Before we would, you know, right. things would go bad before we used yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Do We do very specific shopping at Costco now rather than just going through Costco and going, oh, let's Ooh, get some more veggies. Good. Let's get some more of this. Let's get some more of that. And then we it might not be the $300. Molds or wilts time. or goes bad or, yeah. you know, yeah. Yeah. So. No, it's been, it's very been really cool. fun because we're trying things that we, you know, uh, particularly different regional foods or ethnic foods that we don't normally yeah, yeah. Um, know how to cook. So we're eating a lot healthier. Yeah. So yeah. that's all good stuff. Really good stuff. So, yeah. so that's, those are like the, <laughs> the, the shining lights, you know, that we, we kind of mm-hmm. grab onto those things, but, um, but, you know, specifically, you know, what we've been going through in the last couple of weeks is just with with Kaylee. Mm-hmm. Um, and or Michaela. She goes by Michaela. Michaela. With everyone we, yes. else. Yeah, she does. She, she introduces herself as Michaela. We still call her by the name that we've called her since she was born. Mm-hmm. Um, Even though we named her Michaela, we never really called <laughs> right. her that. In fact, other people like her boyfriend calls her Michaela and I'm like, where? Who? Yeah. Who? What? Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> other people um, are like, who's Kaylee? <laughs> but, uh, you know, a lot of you are, or, or some of you, I guess, um, are probably a little familiar with with her story that she's just, you know, she went through a, a pretty rough patch for a number of years. And um, and then coming out of that period of time, she's, you know, um, has done just some amazing yeah. things with her I life. Know, We're so incredibly proud of her. Um, but she, you know, became very unhealthy in the, in the process, just from her, um, particularly from a weight standpoint, Mm -hmm. trying to find the best ways of of talking about this. Um, but, uh, so she decided, she made the decision, big decision, um, to have gastric bypass surgery. And this was a decision that was like two years in the making for, um, it's, it's one of those things I, like this last week really um, tested me on how I have this conversation publicly because um, I think it's a, a topic where we've, 
we are programmed to justify a lot of things around what she's chosen to do. Yeah. And I'm not interested in doing that for her. Um, She's not interested in doing that for herself. But she did choose to, uh, almost a year and a half in the making, chose the path of um, gastric bypass. And um, she's been preparing for this for quite Mm -hmm. some time. COVID set her back just a little bit because they stopped doing some of these procedures. Um, So She was very intentional, very smart about Mm -hmm. the process, spent lots of time talking to her doctor, with her therapist, with... You know, yeah. all that kind of stuff and exploring lots of different options. And and again, I just I, I couldn't be prouder, prouder of her right. for, you know, making this huge, momentous life decision. Well, it was um, really it took so much time that by the time she got to the day of surgery, it was a very empowering decision. It was very. Yeah. Um, um, she just knew what she was doing and, and why and how and what she was going to do afterwards and the recovery right. and had everything planned and but she did have complications she and did. um about a week after the surgery she really struggled um to eat which is not saying a whole lot because she's allowed 2 to 4 ounces of liquid within the first week um at any at a given time and right. it's really spaced out so it's a, it's quite a discipline to come after surgery. And so yeah, that didn't really like worry us or shock us or anything like that. It was just like, yeah, we, we were told that this would be difficult to get yeah. started. Um, but then she was having difficulty even drinking water. Yeah. Um, she was just like, it, and she started having like this uh, nausea, like anytime she like would. Like an aversion and nausea. Well, yeah, but she would take like a, like a sip of water. And immediately become nauseous and, you know, and she just started throwing up a lot and well, you're not supposed to throw up after these surgeries. So this was actually like, what is this going to do? She's doing so much of that. And, um, the interesting thing was, is that she stayed in really close communication with her uh, physicians on this. And we got to a point, um, she is now seven weeks um, post-op. Yeah. And we got to a point at about four weeks post-op where she was, uh, she'd already been to the ER a couple of times to be. Um, to be put I, on IV fluids because she, she was severely dehydrated. Um, it's one of those things where because you can only take in so much, once you get behind, it's like catastrophic. It's hard to catch yeah. up. Yeah. So, um but somewhere in that process, things just started to decline so much. And she had a therapist. She was talking with her therapist throughout this. She's like, what is wrong with me? Um, I don't know why I can't keep any food down. Now I don't even want food. Like it was just turning into something that she had never struggled in this area prior to the surgery. So these are very new um, experiences for her. But she was she was really struggling to get somebody to take her seriously too. Like she right. kept she kept coming to us and like just breaking down and it's like I just don't think they believe me. I just don't think they believe me that like I feel like something's wrong. Like mm-hmm. she just kept saying that and mm-hmm. and sure enough they just kept telling her you need to try harder, you know. Yeah. Try harder. That well, was that four, was the result. 4 weeks post op she ends up in the ER for 
this well actually she was taken by ambulance from our house right. she'd been staying right. with us because she, she didn't feel like she could be alone and uh she she they looked at a lot of different things um and kind of landed on passing kidney stones so they started um medication for that but these pains were just i Intense. mean debilitating and um which passing kidney stones is so um so we're like great this we girl kept, can't catch a break no here. but we're getting conflicting reports too because she goes to the er they come in and say CT we believe that yeah. you've passed a kidney stone you know that's what they tell her but then she goes to her primary for a follow-up after she gets out of the hospital and the primary says they what did they say to you because on the report it says there was no cause found you know, so there's like, so she's like. But they like, sent her home with medication for yeah, she's like, kidney stones. No, no, they told me kidney stones. And they're like, it's not in the report, you know. So she's like, I don't know what to believe. I don't know who to believe. Right. Then she met with her, one of the surgeons from the um, bariatric clinic. And um, this was two weeks ago. And she said that they had told her this, well, her. Prior to that, her therapist started kind of preparing her that there is something wrong here and you may be in this um, unique category where we need to get you help from um, this... Um, like an eating disorder clinic or Right, something. because yeah. you were... Not because you came in... You, you got to this place because of a specific eating disorder, but you're now resulting like an eating disorder and you may need help... Um, like that, that kind of help and right. therapy to get right. um, past this. So she was in the process of advocating for her and um, actually really like all the back end work that she was trying to do for Kaylee. So she sees this um, surgeon and he tells her that um, this, I think this just might be in your head. Like you've got to get past this a different way. Right. Like this is a mental um, hang up with food. Right. And she just came home just so distraught. Actually, she was she had just moved back home and started working again. She, I think she got three days into working again. And then she's like, it's just, it's all wrong, Mom. It's just, right. it's not right. Something is wrong with me. But in that visit, she had, like we have the two different hospitals here. She... She went to <laughs> Sacred Heart Emergency Room when she went to the emergency room because she was like, I mean, she was out well, of it. Um, yeah. And they told her that, well, because you were, uh, you know, your surgery was at Deaconess and all that, you need to be at Deaconess. And so she goes into. Well, that's where her surgeons had. Yeah. Um, you know, could could do pra could practice there. So. So she goes over there and. We'd already been to the ER twice at Deacon. No, yeah. once at Deaconess, twice at Deaconess, and then um, and they literally gave her IV fluids in the waiting room. Like they just didn't even you know take yeah. her back or anything. And it took them ten freaking tries to get an IV in. Right, right. And she was just uh, exhausted with it. So. But they had they had admitted her at one point for observation or or you know you know fluids or whatever, and. Yeah, with the nurse that came in. I know, but she... Okay, it's just a sequential thing. Um, okay. After we had already been to the ER and Deaconess for fluids, and 
literally we're sitting out there in the waiting room. Right. And some nurses from the ER come running out of the door, giggling and laughing and racing for this area that had all the wheelchairs. And they were joking about whose patient was bigger so that they could have the biggest wheelchair. And Kaylee is sitting there going, okay, you just ran right past me, looked right at me, laughing and saying all of this, and I'm a bariatric patient. Yeah. And so they take these wheelchairs and they go like riding the back of them, you know, into the ER. And we just sat there and went, oh my gosh. Yeah. Like no concern or care about who was in there or professionalism or anything. So this is just kind of like all these things adding up. We had a bad experience in um, her recovery after surgery with nurses um, on that floor and her care there. So finally, she's like, she had this pain. And when they took her by ambulance, she says, take me to Sacred Heart. I am not going back to Deaconess. They can't even get an IV in me. And so... um, she went to Sacred Heart. They got an IV the first time. They start getting her on there. They um, uh, then the because she had her surgery at Deaconess. If there was anything surgically or anything related to the surgery, they needed to have her back at Deaconess. Right. So they had her. Her doctor wanted her to move over there. So she moves over there, and that's when prior. There's one more thing. Prior to the ambulance ride. She'd been talking with the clinic, the bariatric clinic, and one of the the nurses or um, bariatric um, nurses there, nutritionist, something, somebody, um, listened to her talk about her experience there, and she says, "You need to write a formal complaint." There were some meds given to her post recovery that she never should have had. It was a mistake, and for blood pressure, and so yeah, because they had the blood pressure cuff, cuff in, in the, the in the place. wrong position. And they and were it was talking going about off like her, crazy. Yeah, your high blood pressure. They gave her high blood pressure pressure medication. Another nurse came in and said, That cuff's not in the right spot. And they moved to the to the right spot. And all of a sudden her blood pressure is fine. Yeah. You know? So um, she's like, that's a really dangerous situation for a post op patient to be giving given um, blood pressure right. medication to lower her blood pressure when she didn't actually need it. So um Anyway, that's what she had reported. She wrote a formal report that was sent to Deaconess. So when they moved her, fast forward, when they moved her from Sacred Heart ER to back over to Deaconess ER, they actually didn't move her to the ER. They moved her up to the same floor she had been on before. And um, when she got up there, the nurse said, why? The very first nurse that walks in her room says, why did you go to Sacred Heart and no, you no, didn't no. come didn't here? Start, no, no. She, actually, the nurse didn't start with that. The nurse started with, I hear you're a problem patient. No, 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 That's no. That's what Kaylee told me. She says, she told she me. says I, I hear you're a, a problem patient. And Kaylee was like, what are you talking well, about? She's they like, had asked her and she says, why she went there. Well, why did you go to Sacred Heart first? Oh, I heard it the other way around. And and Kaylee's like, because that's the, I mean, that's the normal hospital that I go to. And she's like, oh, I thought it was because you had a problem with us. So anyway, her either way, whatever order it was in, because I heard it one way for, with Kaylee, but um, this, this somehow she's flagged as this difficult patient. She's being treated like she has a mental um, issue, um, that she just needs to get over this. 
And and um, we were starting to believe it. Well, not we were entire, no. We knew you this and I had her. But you yeah. and I had a conversation that maybe she really does need to go to this eating disorder clinic. Maybe she's got. Maybe, maybe it's she has we to. We just can't resolve for. Her, you yeah. Because yeah. we knew we couldn't just feed her. We were, you know, we were d- working with her all day long, saying, Kaylee, you just have just a little sip, just a little bit at a time, we'll get you back. And she's just, she got to a point where she's dry heaving every 15 minutes. Like, yeah. it just didn't matter. It was so out of control. And then, um, a, like, a week and a few days ago, she got, they finally... Um, uh, send a nurses out to her house or to apartment to do um, IVs to get her hydrated in that that nurses recommended a pick line well the doctor said no she doesn't need a pick line and um but Kaylee just kept saying there's something wrong there's something wrong so they finally agreed to do a certain type of x-ray to look at the um the pathway because she just said she couldn't get anything to go down. It just wouldn't stay right. down. And so um, So they, you know, had her you 6 know, weeks in they decided yeah. to do this. And and for the 6 weeks she has virtually eaten eaten nothing. If it, she would have been lucky if she ate if she was able to drink a whole cup like a full 8 ounces of anything. Right. So she has. So we this go into the, for the X-ray. Yeah, you went with her for this. Yeah, and and they, you know, she has to drink this. I think it's called barium barium mm-hmm. liquid or something like that. And then they, it's like a video X-ray that they're like. I was. It was so cool to watch. I actually got a. You know, I took a video oh, of the screen. Yeah, I haven't yet. No. Oh my god, I it have got to show everything you. Yeah. Went downhill real fast. After yeah. That. And so, you know, she's she's drinking this stuff and then there you can literally watch it going down her throat, through her stomach, into her small intestine, that sort of thing. But while the, she's doing it, she's gagging and can't, you know, having, you know, she threw up a couple of times in there and then finally they're like, "Okay, we I think we've we've got all that we can, you know." And yeah. so there's and and so what the the radiologist said to me at the time was you know, it looks like it's moving through fairly, fairly normally, you know, and so I don't see any like obvious strictures or, you know, any of that kind of, there's a certain word for it. I'm totally forgetting what it is right now. Um, but, uh, but they wanted to do these longer, you know, periods between the x-rays to see how far it gone through her system, you know? So we ended up, you know, taking a number of x-rays over the, like the three hours and of just sitting in the mm-hmm. hospital waiting for this, you know, stuff to move through a system. And then at the last one, um, Oh, I was sorry. I'm sorry. So when he was talking to me, he was saying, you know, we're not seeing it real, nothing real obvious here. He says, but something is obviously not right. He says, because you know, that she's, she shouldn't be this nauseous right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so he recognized he, but, but he was like scratching his head and he was like, yeah. I just don't know what it is. Okay. So, at the end of all that, you know, they get through the last one and then the his assistant, the or the x-ray tech goes and checks with him and all he and his x-ray tech comes back and is like, he says you can go. And that was like the end of it. And we're like, Can you tell us anything? And he's like, no, your doctor will contact you, you know, mm-hmm. but he says you can go. Next thing we know, the report comes through and she did have a 
a stricture. Uh, yeah. And again, I can't remember the no, word for it. that's the word it. they used. Um, no, there was something else they, they uh, I, I, it's a longer word, but I can't remember what it basically, is. Basically, um, it just means that the opening between her stomach and the, the small intestine had has, shrunk. Oh, right. It's basically it shrunk, a swelling. It shrunk because it was swelling. Um, and so they, you went to the. Um, so, so. We go all night not knowing what right, this means, right. okay? So this is like a Thursday. I'm off work on Friday, and I just said, Kaylee, we're going to see what we can do. We're going to call first thing in the morning, at least get you some hydration, right. something, because, I mean, it was getting scary. Like, yeah. you and I were just like, I feel like I'm watching her lay here and die. Yeah. Like, that's the place we were at. Yeah. And she was in such immense pain. Um, and we called the next morning and they had already started protocol for her to get IV fluids. We're on our way to go get IV fluids at a clinic and they call us and say, don't go there, go straight to the hospital. We have a procedure that's going to be done for you. There is a stricture. Where they're going to go in and basically put a balloon in there and stretch it out mm -hmm. to, to open it up. Yeah. Yeah. And this is one of the complications that can happen uh -huh. from from this is that a swelling can happen. And but actually, we're, again, we're talking, we're six weeks in. Six weeks in. in. And she's been complaining about this since week two. Yeah. So um, she just looked at me and she goes, Mom, they're going to do something. They, yeah. they, something is actually All of a sudden, wrong. they were taking her seriously. Mm -hmm. All of a sudden, they she got moved her. to the front of the line. Yep. So we get to the ER, and we've had such bad experience at this hospital that we were so nervous to go back. And we got into that ER, and I'm telling you, it's like the game changed. Yep. We had the best doctors. We had the best nurses. We had the best experience in the ER. And, um, but. I will say that as I'm sitting there, uh, she could no longer communicate. Um, no, no, she went. In, this she went oh, and got oh, the oh, procedure oh, that's first. That's right. Oh god, because they found something else during the procedure. Right. Okay, so she she was totally alert, but yes. weak and everything. Um, so we go in, get this procedure done. It's a it's not her one of her surgeons. It's a different right gastro guy i don't know what they call everybody we've seen they so come many out, people they said okay we did it but we were able to open it as much as we could but what we found was a very large ulcer and we need to take care of the ulcer the ulcer is is uh like a co-worker to this problem and this is what we later discovered was more than likely the source of all of her pain. Pain, her nausea, because they everything. They, even on the paperwork, they they called it like a severe ulcer. Like yeah. it was, it was bad. Right. And again, she had. And this is what is so fucking frustrating to me, is she had been talking about this for weeks. weeks. What if they had just said, "Let's just take a look." You know, let's just, these issues are rare, but let's just take a look. What if they had caught it when it was, when it was just beginning, you know? Yeah. And now it's this full-blown angry well, ulcer. It's not just that it was an angry ulcer. We got home that night from the thing and she, um, she took her first sip of something after the procedure and she goes, I felt it go all the way down. Yeah, this is because they did do a, they did stretch they it. They did stretch it, yeah. but they, she was going to have to come back every week. Um, to have this done again. And um, she says it went all the way down. She was like elated. It was like, we looked at each other and we went, we got our kid back. Like, this yeah. is, this Something is amazing. Something is working. This is awesome. 
And then all of a sudden, it just all turned. Yeah. And the pain just went through the roof again. She's dry they gave heaving. gave her ulcer medication to take she to calm it, it down. She couldn't get it down. She was like, and we we literally watched her fade to incoherent and unresponsive to us. Yeah, delirium. And she, um, so um, that next morning, um, we called in. We went straight. They sent us to the ER. And that was when we had this great ER experience. But um, did we go that night? No, it was the next day. Gosh, it's such a time warp, honestly. Yeah, I honestly don't remember. Um, anyway, it doesn't really matter. We ended up in, in the ER, and they needed to admit her. But I remember she was, like I said, at that point, completely incoherent. She doesn't even remember any of this. And Yeah, we've talked to her about it, and she's like – she. She the whole ER time, the all that kind of stuff is just like, a, like fog a fog to her. Yeah. And uh the doctors came and um she could not respond to them. Right. They were asking her what her name was, you know, all of that. She was like in such a bad place. And um and I remember the doctor coming in and the surgeon coming in, and I just looked at them and I said, She's not coming home with me. You need to fix this. I'm not, I can't do anymore. We've done everything that we can possibly do. You have to fix this. And um, they had a wonderful nurse who decided to try a different nausea medication than anybody had tried up to that point. She mm-hmm. thought outside the box. She goes, we're going old school. We're going back to something that used to work um, differently than these than Zofran because Zofran didn't even touch her nausea. Yeah, and for just a brief time, she had a break from throwing up, and um, so they kept her overnight, um, admitted her by first thing in the morning. Or the hospital was just insane with intake, and um, the next morning I got up there and they said um, that. She, Everything was starting to like shut down. Like her kidneys were, they called it acidosis, where her kidneys could no longer filter properly. So they're actually allowing acid into the blood. And um, um, her liver was affected, pancreas levels. Um, I mean, just everything, her blood work was off the charts. And so they decided that they were going to place a pick line and do. 2,000 calories a day to get her back and then work on getting somehow get this um, medication. And oh, she had been in the hospital prior to this for really low potassium levels that put her at cardiac um, arrest um, risk factors. And she's been here several times. So potassium intravenously just burns a shit out of your veins. And so it was like running fire up her veins. So she's, she's yeah, going and through a, all. And another experience with a nurse was a nurse says, your potassium is really low, so we have to run this like twice as fast as we normally do. And her, her veins were on fire. And mm. another nurse comes in, and, and Kaylee's telling her, I'm in so much pain. It burns so bad. And they're like, and they're like this should never be at this level, you know? And so they mm. adjust it way back. And, all this, and it was just like. How much of this stuff can keep fucking happening to her over and again with just. She just kept listening. She kept telling me, 
mom, I know what my body is saying. I know what my body is saying. Yeah. I know what my body is saying. And um, so I spent the weekend with her last weekend um, through up to Monday at the hospital with her. And she was pretty much incoherent most of the time. She doesn't remember it. Um, they started getting the calories in. She was finally able to start getting the ulcer medicine medication down. She had to take that orally. She couldn't take it through they the They put IV. her on a heavy duty narcotic. Oh man, she, and had, a, gave her she a, had a little button. Yeah, for gave her a button. It wasn't for morphine. Or dilated. Yeah. And, and it was like, she was hitting it every 10 minutes, you know, just like keeping it coming in because if, if she didn't, then it would flare up again and the pain, you know, and. And she was just miserable. And yeah. so for the one day um, that you were up there, she found some relief by taking showers. Hot, like she could, she'd get in showers. and take a hot shower and it would relieve some of the pain for her for some reason. Mm-hmm. And so she was taking these hot showers like multiple an hour. Oh you know? gosh, she would get, get out and 10 minutes later she's back in. Yeah. So then when they place the pick line, she can't really do that it very well, well. But they didn't say that. Well, this is part, no, no, no. This is part of the issue again, but... That we were, they were, because we got that text from her. She's like, they won't let me take well, showers anymore. No, I, when I was there, she had a nurse who was covering it all up and doing it fine. It was once they actually started the nutrition that she couldn't take But they it with, didn't tell they didn't her tell that. Her. No. They didn't, they, all of a sudden they just told her. And like Kaylee told me the story in detail. Yeah. And she's like, she said she was actually at one point like, like, arguing with the nurse about, I don't understand. And then, you know, why I can't keep doing this. It's the only thing that gives me relief. And the nurse was just like, you just can't. And then she would like turn around and walk out of the room and it was driving Kaylee nuts. And then, excuse me, finally, um, finally she had another nurse that explained to her that now that they had nutrition going through the pick line, that it could be, you know, somehow, you know, compromised. Like spoiling the yeah. nutrition, yeah. Yeah, and so there was just like this, you know, it was a whole different level. And she's like, okay, I can accept that because now I understand it. But but you weren't giving me anything before, yeah. you know? And it was just these, again, these ongoing things like that, yeah. you know? Um, and and she did, did have along the way several nurses in this last round, this last week, who advocated for her and who who were amazing, amazing. and they yeah. would um, they would come in and they would every time she pressed her button her call button which was pretty constant yeah they would come in and this one nurse in particular over the weekend would say how can I help you does that work does that help like she was there to make sure Kaylee mm. could make it through this and um, and other some of the night nurses. I meant, I thought I wrote it down somewhere. I just remember because Brian was the nurse that was there while while I was there most of the time, and he was amazing to yeah. her. He was just absolutely amazing to her. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so I mean, we had, you know there were some really really wonderful. It was just, it was these little spots that yeah. happened at time to time. Well, and it and it was um, it was so scary. I remember talking with the nurses and the doctors and going, I can't, I can't tell what's going on here, but this is not my, my child. This is not normal. This is, she's never been like this before. And, but the kid that fought me in utero, 
<laughs> was a kid who was fighting for her life this last yeah. week and the last six weeks. And um, finally, it seemed like the last couple of days this week, she turned a huge corner. It was yep. like the ulcer. They knew that once they relieved, reduced the ulcer, it would start relieving a lot of these symptoms which is exactly what happened. And, and then she, got, she the got the nutrition into her and then she was fully hydrated. I mean, the, you know, the hydration thing helped balance out her potassium, you know, cause that was part of her, you know, potassium well, actually, part of your electrolytes that, was, yeah. was off the, uh, the nutrition coming in helped to, to balance out the, um, the acidosis. Yeah. yeah. And so she wasn't creating as much of that, you know, that unfiltered acid into her bloodstream, um, she was, you know, completely off of the pain meds because the ulcer had calmed down and it wasn't causing any pain anymore, you know? So she was like, all of a sudden her body was getting back into balance again, mm -hmm. you know, from these significant and severe imbalances that were yeah. happening. Yeah. And she came home yesterday um, she stayed the night with us, and then we took her back to her house today. Yeah. It's going to be a big test as to, you know, how on top of this she can remain. Um, but um, she wanted a BLT, which we wouldn't let her Yeah, have. she was craving food for the first time and since she, weeks, since yeah. this had happened. Yeah. And um, and they told her she couldn't. She had to stay with She had to stay with liquids for a while just to, just to be safe. Yeah. And then, you know, kind of start introducing that stuff back in. And it was, I mean, devastating to her because she yeah. was like, I'm so hungry now, you know. Um, but uh, it's been um, like, I think one of the scariest couple of weeks of my life. Um, I, I, speaking of dreams. I had this dream about three weeks into this that I was sitting on some kind of porch for some reason. I must have been in, I felt like I was in Florida because <laughs> there was a beach out there and everybody was out there, but I was on the porch of like a hotel watching it. And all of a sudden, this massive, like, you know, Hollywood style alligator comes out of the water. And just starts devouring people. And in my dream, I went, we have to get Kaylee off the beach. She can't escape this fast enough. Mm. And I remember sharing it with you because I said, Casey, I am so scared she can't escape this. Mm. That it's coming for her faster than she can handle it. And that's exactly what happened the next couple of weeks and what really struck me in all of this one was the courage and determination and the resolve that Kaylee had right. to fight for herself to advocate for herself um, and to listen to herself but the other was how stigmatized obesity is because this came to the surface every corner we turned. Yep. Yep. It was as if there was already a, 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 like a preconceived idea of why she would fail to thrive because 
you know, did she get here? How did she get to having a bypass anyway? You know, was it smart enough for her to have a bypass? Who let her have a bypass? Like all the things, all the conversations that were happening and the stigmas and the the looks from the nurses and the way that they treated her was like, I had to stand up for her. Sydney had to take her to the hospital at one point and she had to stand up for her. Right. We had to fight for people to pay attention and say, no, this is real. This is not, you know, obesity does not mean that you don't care. Right. It doesn't mean all of these things. And I was, I think I was surprised. I should, I'm not now because I've heard so many people share with me how this is not the, how obesity is treated in the medical field. But I was blown away. Mm. by the how the medical community handles obese patients and um and this was something that i was very enlightened to and saw a very systemic issue so of course the justice driven person that i am um i just get so riled you know by this and by that last time in the ER, I just, every nurse, every doctor that came by, you don't get a way out. You fix this now. You don't get to make a conclusion about what's going on. You do the blood work. You do the tests. You do the x-rays. You do the CTs. I don't care what it's going to take. You're going to find the answer to this. Right. Because it doesn't get to come down to, well, she's obese. It doesn't get to come down to this is a mental health issue. Um, now, does this whole thing create a mental health issue? God, if I was Kaylee, I'd be terrified of hospitals. I'd be terrified of the medical community that they could actually take care of me. She got to a point where trusting the medical community was not something she could do any longer. Right, right. Um, but she absolutely needed them to fix this because she could not do it herself anymore. Yeah. So it was, uh, um, gosh, I, an exhausting um, experience. And there were definitely days where I didn't think I was getting my baby back. Yeah. It, um, it hit us at one point in time that we had been working so hard to try to take care of her here and waiting on her and taking her medication and trying to help her, you know, Hey, you've got to eat something, babe. You've got to drink something. Look how much water you have there. You've got to drink some more, all that kind of stuff. Right. Um, you know, for me, you know, rubbing her back while she's throwing up, you know, and, you know, and helping her get up and, you know, so she doesn't fall over when she goes to the bathroom. And, and there just came this point when we looked at each other and we said, we aren't equipped to handle this. No. And we're doing the best that we can, but we're we not equipped to handle this. And so that's what we started saying, you know, to the to the medical community is like, you don't understand. She, she comes she home can, with us and she won't stay alive. She, we can't we, keep her we alive. Can't, we don't know what to do anymore. We're at a loss. Yeah. Um and and thank god they they finally started taking it seriously 
because there was an there wasn't just one thing. There were a number yeah. of things that were seriously wrong. Yeah, because if they like had, seriously, seriously wrong, wrong, and if they had listened to her in week two or three, we wouldn't we wouldn't have had all this happen to her. You know. Yeah. And um. Yeah, you want to talk about sacred space? Here it is. So we're still pretty nervous right now. She's not here tonight, you know. Yeah. So we're just kind of trusting that she's doing the things that that she needs to do. But you know, the the thing that keeps like and you know chewing away at the back of my mind is that, I mean, she gets to a point where it, it's not like she quits. Uh-uh. It's like she starts to slip, like she starts to slip away, and all of a sudden she can't make decisions anymore, and that kind of thing. And I'm like, how are we supposed to know if she's getting there or not? You know, and so yeah. we're just we're still nervous, and um, you know, nobody wants her back in the ER, including her. Nobody wants her back in the hospital. Um. You know, she's, I think she'll have to, she's has to work through, did I do the wrong thing? Which we keep telling her, you didn't. This wasn't something that you did. Yeah. This was a complication we knew could happen. You were fully aware of it, but it happened to you. Where it went wrong is that even though they tell her these are the complications, they refuse to listen to her. Yeah. And to take her seriously. So, um, you know, I hope for her sake, if she needs to help again, that, I don't know, they're going to, I feel really bad. There was one day I had spent the whole weekend with her and, you know, this COVID protocol right now um, um, is that you can only have one visitor in the day and you can't, you know, have a second. <laughs> I think I know what you're going to say a, here. <laughs> a switch over. You can't switch with somebody. Yeah. So I spent my whole day just waiting to get off work so I could come see her because I was going to spend the evening with her while you showed houses. And and I get there and they absolutely refuse me, will not let me come up. And I cussed out. The poor girl sitting there. I probably owe her flowers or cupcakes or something because she didn't deserve that. She's doing her job. But I was just like, you don't understand. But I know other people have had this during COVID. You know, it was a real eye-opener to how lonely healthcare is in the pandemic. And um, which I think is all the more reason why those nurses who choose um, choose to treat the patients in all their humanity, those are the ones. The heroes. Yeah. Angels. Yeah. And if you can't be that kind of person, particularly in this pandemic, maybe you shouldn't be doing this job because it's, it's hurtful. It destroys people. But those... I think the one in the ER, I want to say her name was Maria. And she, the doctor came in and said, you know, we're going to try this. And the nurse said, oh, no, 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 no. I already started this, 
um, nausea medication because she couldn't use that one. It didn't work for her. And the doctor says, wow, that is a great call. You, Yeah, you really thought through that one. And I'm like, thank God. Mm-hmm. Somebody just listened to what was going on yeah. with her and said, we have to do this different. And, um, and it was those kinds of decisions that were game changers for yeah. Kaylee. So, but, sh- you know, I probably, we probably need to stop this because she's trying to call me. Oh, yeah, we do. Um, And we're, you know, playing check-in all day today to make sure she's okay. So, so that's why we haven't recorded podcasts in a couple of weeks. Yeah. Cue music here. Exit music. <laughs> <laughs> we appreciate everybody's um. Love, so many support, people have checked care, in, have told us how much they us. care about us yeah. and love us and, and all that. And people but, ask how they could help, but it's just one of those things where, God, yeah. if we knew what that that yeah. was, we would yeah. do it, but we didn't know. Yeah. And now we're just tired. We're just, we're, we're all we tired. We are absolutely exhausted. Yeah. We're just spent. Um. So yeah. hopefully we all get to recover a bit now, you know? Um, yeah. But we'll see. So, so this isn't a downer episode no, as much as it was. It was so... very emotional for us, and and you know it's it's an emotional kind of thing that went on. But we just um, we just wanted to share it, you know, yeah. um, because it was because it's too much to carry. It is. And it changed us. Yeah. It changed our whole family this last yeah. couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, and we're not yeah. out of it yet. No, we're not. But I, there's, there's there's light at the yes, tunnel. Yes, there's bright the light tunnel, so. at the at the, tu- at the end of the tunnel, and I, I don't think it's a train. <laughs> <You know>? No. <laughs> um, so I'm very hopeful about where we're at right now. But um, yeah. So anyway. Um, but we do need to chat with yeah. Kaylee now and find Thank out you. what's going on right now to see if there's something else that's that's happening but um, we we just wanted to spend some time you know sharing this yeah. with, Process it with anyone who wanted to listen so so thank you for being very much a part of our sacred space this time because this is this is about as sacred as it gets mm-hmm. um, and we just we appreciate you being part of our journey yeah so all right We'll get back on track now, I think. So, (laughs) (laughs) all right, we'll see everybody.